0: For Seafood
1: News. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market reporter Lauren
0: Deglione. This episode is brought to you by the spring issue of Ernaberry's Reporter Magazine, Volume 16, Number 2 is our second issue of 2021, and features a special section of the State of the Seafood Industry, an annual review compiled by Ernaberry Seafood Market reporters. The annual review includes 17 pages packed with insight, charts, and other data from UB Team. Secure your free copy today by visiting
1: ernaberry.com/reporter. Thanks, Lauren. Now on our top story of the day, there are some big shakeups at Peter Pan Seafood. The company announced that CEO Barry Collier will be stepping down from his role. Collier, who has been with the company for over 30 years, will be transitioning into a senior advisory role for the company's ownership group.
0: And that's not all. Three new faces are joining the team at Peter Pan. Mark Foster, Stephen
1: Miner, and Jonathan Thorpe. Mark Foster, who has previously held a consulting position with the company over the last few months, will be serving as Peter Pan's new chief financial officer. He previously served as a CFO of Anchorage School District before starting his own consulting company.
0: Foster will be working alongside Stephen Miner, who will be taking on the position of Manager of Business Development. Miner has a rich history in Alaska seafood, previously serving as a president of the St. Paul Fishing Company, Chairman for the Communications Committee of the Marine Conservation Alliance, and Executive Director of the North Pacific Crab Association. For the past five years, he's been serving as a benchmark committee member for the Global Sustainable Seafood Initiative. In his role, Miner will be exploring the potential development of new resources, community
1: development, and more. Rounding out the new hires is Jonathan Thorpe, who will be working to increase access to swimming resources through investment, strategically aligned partnerships, and direct sourcing, in addition to developing downstream products and customers. Having grown up in Alaska, Thorpe also has a rich history in seafood. He got his first job commercial salmon fishing through family and friends before going on to serve as CFO and Chief Investment and Strategy Officer for the Central Bering Sea Fishermen's Association. More recently, he served as the Executive Vice President of Market Development for Blue Harvest Fisheries and Vice President of Resource Development for Mark Foods. All of these changes come just a few months after Peter Pan's longtime owner, Maruha
0: Nichiro, finalized the sale of the company to an American holding company made up of Northwest Fish Company and McKinley Capital. Following the sale, the company made some personnel changes, hiring former Silver Bay Seafoods COO John Hickman to serve as their new executive VP of operations, and Kevin Larson, who previously worked at Bornstein Seafoods and iSchool Seafoods, to serve as their new VP of international sales and business development. And while Barry Collier is transitioning to a senior advisory role, Roger May is set to continue leading the company as president and chief growth officer.
1: Lots to watch at Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. In other news, even more funding for fisheries assistance is being made available. NOAA Fisheries announced last Monday that an additional $255 million will be allocated to states and territories with coastal and marine fishery participants who have been negatively affected by COVID-19. The new funding will be provided by the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021 and will support activities previously authorized under the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act.
0: It's been a year now since the $2 trillion coronavirus relief package, known as the CARES Act, was passed. A total of $300 million was set aside for the fisheries sector, with funds ultimately broken down by state, tribe, and territory. NOAA turned to their partners, the Atlantic Marine Fisheries Commission, Pacific States Marine Fisheries Commission, and the Gulf States Marine Fisheries Commission, to disperse the funds. Alaska and Washington came out on top with $50 million each in funding being allocated to them, while Massachusetts landed a little over $28 million and
1: Florida over $23.6 million. But states didn't immediately receive that funding. Disbursement was delayed for most of 2020, with the U.S. Government Accountability Office reporting that only about $16.5 million of the $300 million had been dispersed as of October 23rd. And this was not a shock considering that by the end of September, NOAA had only received 23 of the 30 plans that they had expected to receive from states and territories. At that time, only 12 of the 23 plans had been approved, and the remaining 11 had been under review. NOAA officials said that there is no set schedule for dispersing funds to fisher participants, and that it takes time to review the associated spend plans to make sure they're in compliance.
0: And we weren't kidding about it taking time. Applications for the CARES Act in Washington only became available last month, almost a year after the funding was announced. Applications were supposed to open uh, through March 25th, 2021, but the Pacific States Marine Fisheries Commission announced that they would be extending the deadline to April 9th.
1: Now, with the additional funding, Interstate Fisheries Commissions will once again work with each state and territory to revise their initial spend plans in order to disperse the funding to eligible fishery participants. But not everyone is happy about it. Louisiana Congressman Garrett Graves says the CARES Act Fisheries Fund is a slap in the face. Yikes. During the first round of funding through the CARES Act, Louisiana was allocated
0: $14.7 million out of the $300 million put aside for fisheries. During this second round of funding, the state will receive $12.4 million. Graves said in a statement that it makes no sense how yet again Louisiana only receives this much while other states with a fraction of the fishing industry get more money. He said, and I quote, that they slapped us in
1: the face last year and they came back again while the wounds were still open. In other news, the snow crab quota from Newfoundland and Labrador keeps going up. Last year, the quota increased 10% from 2019. Now, the quota is up 29% from 2020's total allowable catch of 29,551 tons. For 2021, the DFO has set the total allowable catch for areas 2J, 3K, 3LNO, 3Ps, 4R, 3PN, and the CPS Trap Survey at 38,186 tons.
0: So last year, the biggest increase was in 3Ps, which increased from 2,649 tons to 3,292 tons. That trend continued this year with 3Ps receiving a 53% increase to 5,047 tons. 3LNO increased 34% to 23,648 tons. 4R3PN increased 35% to 350 tons. And 3K increased 16% to uh, 7,454 tons. The only area where the quota decreased was 2HJ, which dropped from 1,600 tons in 2020 to 1,287 tons in
1: 2021. The CPS trap survey stayed the same with 400 tons. The season in Newfoundland and Labrador is scheduled to start in the first week of April, which is earlier than normal. Three LNO, three Ps, four R3PN kick off on April 5th, while 3K dates begin on April 14th for some crab management areas. No season dates have been announced yet for 2HJ or 2J South. The hope is for fishermen to be able to set traps before North Atlantic right whales begin to enter the waters in May. Although the season runs into June, the grounds could be closed to fishing due to whale sightings.
0: 2020 was the first year that the DFO introduced season-long grid closures as part of their efforts to protect the endangered North Atlantic right whales from entanglement or ship strikes. According to the new rule, season-long grid closures would be put in place following repeat detections on separate days within a 15-day period. As Seafood News reported last June, over 60 grids were closed in the Gulf of St. Lawrence by mid-month due to whale sightings.
1: In other crab news, Ernerberry Mark reporter Janice Schreiber released a new analysis on the blue-simming crab meat market. Janice reports that for blue-simming crab meat market, things seem to be just getting worse. Focusing in on
0: lack of available product, looking at the January import numbers, Indonesia, the top importing country in the category, is up 3.3% to kick off 2021, but it's just not enough. Along with many other seafood species that Erna Berry covers, other analysis pieces have discussed at length the shipping issues, including lack of containers and rising logistics costs. All of this applies to both the blue and red swimming crab meat markets, and the
1: headwinds do not appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. Currently, at the sign, blue jumbo lump is about 4.4 percent lower than the all-time high set back in the end of September 2017. Another aspect to watch closely is the price difference between blue and red swimming crab meat. Currently, the price difference is $11.93 for the colossal grade. Market participants report an added interest to in red swimming crab meat due to the price difference. As the summer gets closer, demand for crab meat will continue to increase in the Mid-Atlantic, where a majority of the product is consumed. Importers were desperately grabbing up as much meat as possible.
0: And in our final story of the day, keep an eye out for plant-based shrimp on your favorite restaurant menu. New Wave Foods announced that they've signed a non-exclusive agreement with Dot Foods to launch their New Wave shrimp product in North American restaurants
1: and food service companies. For those unfamiliar with New Wave Foods, the company's mission is to protect the oceans by creating delicious plant-based versions of popular overfished or ecologically destructive shellfish. The company's New Wave shrimp product is made of sustainable seaweed and plant proteins thanks to a close collaboration with top-tier chefs and renowned R&D experts. According to the company, their plant-based alternative to shrimp is virtually indistinguishable from ocean shrimp in terms of taste, texture, and bite. And consumers will get to find out for themselves thanks to New Wave Foods' distribution agreement with Dot Foods.
0: Ooh, I can't wait to put them up to the test. So the distribution agreement comes after the company's recent announcement of their $18 million Series A financing. New Wave shrimp can be swapped out for shrimp as an ingredient in any hot shrimp dish. Since the product is pre-cooked, the company recommends it as a perfect ingredient for fast preparations such as bruschetta, nachos, or entrees such as chowder, tacos, pasta, and kung pao.
1: We should totally do a taste test comparison. Yeah, like a blind taste test, too. I love this. And we, we're going to do it for the um, the tuna alternative uh, that Good Catch made. Um, and we bought the product right before the pandemic hit last March. <laughs> and it's still <laughs> sitting on our desk to It's this still day. sitting there. Yeah. So when we come back, we'll have to do, you know, it'll, I guess we'll have to have somebody cook it for us because right. how are we supposed to know? But either that or we can do a taste test with others in the office see if people could really tell the difference. I mean, if it's truly, you know, if they say it's virtually indistinguishable, I mean, not just, will you know, be the
0: judge of that yeah,
1: taste, texture, and bite. That's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty everything. serious. Cause I know like from, you know, as everybody knows, I'm a pescatarian, so I do eat <laughs> a lot of, I do eat a lot of um, plant-based options and I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, vegan hot dogs from like Morningstar, but you could tell like the the texture is a little off. Right, you know it's it's not it's not the same as a regular hot dog. So, um, well, it'll be interesting to see how how close these uh these guys got. I can't wait to get back into the office one of these days <laughs> <laughs> to finally eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> and that does it for us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send us food, and we'll see you back yep. here next week. <laughs> bye bye.